Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. speaking into the hearts of your people in a manner that will bring about transformation, that will bring about growth. We thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness and for your tender mercies. We thank you, Lord, that your thoughts toward us are good and not evil. God, I thank you that we have a future and we have a hope in you. God, we give you praise today. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, God that you are a hedge of protection for us. We thank you, God, that no weapon is formed against us is prospering. It is cast down right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you that your spirit has gone before us and everywhere we trod, God, everywhere our steps touch down, God, it, it is special ground. It is anointed ground. We thank you, God. Hallelujah, God, that through the power of your spirit, you are leading us and guiding us into all truths, God. Father God, we just honor you for who you are. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that has come from you, God. Father, we bless your name, God, for you alone are worthy, God. And this morning, God, we thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, God. We thank you, Lord, for his willingness, God, to step out of eternity into humanity, God. We thank you and praise you, God, that he thought it not robbery to be equal with you, but he made himself of no reputation and he humbled himself. Oh, we bless you, God. So, God, as we go forth on today, we thank you, God for who you are, for what you're doing, how you are moving in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? And isn't a, isn't a wonderful thing to be a part of the kingdom of God? Amen. Of which there is no end. That's what the angel told Mary when he was, when he was talking to him in Luke. He said, of his kingdom there shall be no end. I thank God that I'm in the kingdom of God today. Hallelujah. I thank God that I am in the kingdom of God today. How there's sanctum in the kingdom of God. There's safety. Hallelujah. We bless your name, God. We bless your name, God, for you alone. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, beginning 
For this, for this reason, also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified, who has qualified us to share in his inheritance of the saints in light. Somebody say qualified. And I want to keep going. For he delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us. He transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Somebody say kingdom. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And he is, this is who he is, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself might come to have first place. In everything, for it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross through him. I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, uh, for a thought, we want to talk about the joyful sacrifice. Joyful sacrifices. As we, as we enter uh, another holiday season, amen, just some things that have, have I've just been noticing and things that have come to my mind that uh, things are constantly changing in our world, Amen. Um, you know, I was just thinking, uh, I was thinking about what Black Friday used to be like. People, after, as soon as they finished Thanksgiving dinner, some people didn't even halfway finish their plate. They were running to the store with their, with their tent and, their, and, and, and ready to camp out and buy stuff. And now, now because of, because of technology, uh, because of spending habits, because of how things have changed, Black Friday does not have the impact that it used to have. You know, we 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 act different. We act different. But also, this 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 is a time of year where, uh, because of the season, 
our hearts are softened. Uh, where where um, you walk, you you go into the store, you speak to people more often, don't you? Uh, you know, you 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 help you help people uh, more often. I was in the store the other day, and this this lady said, "Excuse me, sir." I said, "Yes, ma'am." She said, "Can you can you reach that for me?" Absolutely. So, you know, so so I you know because of because of my my overwhelming height. Yeah, because of my overwhelming height, I was able to reach the top shelf for the product that she wanted. But typically, typically around this time of year, you see people, people are happier. People are, people are more caring. People are more giving. During this time of year, during this season, you see that uh, oftentimes people, our minds are, 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 uh, we spend time thinking about who all we have to buy gifts for. Um, you know, ordinarily, you know, sometimes we halfway, you know, some people halfway speak to their neighbors. But at this time, they'll buy a gift for them, make them some cookies, even buy a gift for their dog if they have one. But this is a time of year where people are much more thoughtful, much more caring much more giving, and, and, and all of this is, is because of a time that we celebrate. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, in Luke, we saw that the angel, uh, we read, the angel had come and talked to Mary and was sharing with her, was sharing with her uh, what was about to happen, how the Holy Spirit was going to come upon her and cause her uh, to become pregnant, and talked about her giving birth to a son named Jesus. He tells her that the kingdom, the kingdom, he's come to establish a kingdom. And oftentimes when we talk about the, we talk about the sacrifices that Jesus made, uh, typically it's around the season of Easter. But this morning I want to talk about it because it's important to note that although during the time of Easter, we celebrate his resurrection, his death and resurrection, we have to understand that his death and resurrection would not have been possible without his birth. Without his birth. The book of Revelations, and it's also in First Peter, talks about him being the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And it's important for us to note that when Jesus stepped out of eternity and into humanity, that it had already, it was already completed. It was already a done deal. It had already taken place. The Bible says Easter happened before Christmas. <laughs> Amen? Come on now, Easter happened before Christmas. We just saw Christmas first. Because he had to be born. And, and, and so, so, so this, this, the, the writer of Hebrews talks about Christ. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Right? So, so it, it was a joyful sacrifice on his part. Amen. That, that, that he, when he stepped out, what he saw was joy. Why? Because his kingdom was being established. He was bringing that which had been created 
in him. Just think about it. And, and what did the writer in Colossians say? Uh, if, when it talks about the, in, uh, my Bible talks about the incomparable Christ. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. There is nothing. There is nothing outside of the authority and control of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? There is nothing outside of the control and the authority of Jesus Christ. If it has been created, he did it. If it exists, he, he, he did it. Now, what we have done with it might be different. But if it is there, he said it shall be. Are you hearing me? That, that is how awesome our God is. But, but I, I, want us, I want us to spend a few minutes talking about the fact that when it comes, when it comes to what he did, when it comes to what he did, it is important for us to understand the, the, the mindset, the attitude, what, what, he was, what he was looking at before he did it. Because oftentimes, oftentimes have, have, has there ever been something that you know that you needed to do or you thought about doing? I want you to follow me here. And, and then in, in your thoughts, because sometimes, occasionally, we will think things through, won't we? You know, occasionally, we will think things through. Especially depending on the level of difficulty, right? Uh, the, the, the higher level of difficulty, the more we will think that thing through. So in the process of thinking something through, my, my, my mind, my mind goes to what it takes to do it, Right? My mind goes to what it will require. What do I need to have to be able to do it? My mind at times may also go to what to what amount of energy will I have to expend in order to get it done. Based on all of those things, I come to a conclusion as to whether or not my present state, my present condition changes and I move forward in that thing or I stay still. Are you following? When it comes to, when it comes to decisions, when it comes to moving, amen, oftentimes we don't move unless there's some sense of comfort in knowing that once I move, everything is going to be all right. That sense of comfort comes from the time that I've taken beforehand to process what it requires to see it done. So I, I, I say all of that because now put yourself or, or consider Jesus who before he stepped out he already knew the process that was going to take place. He loved you so much 
that before he stepped, he knew. And he said, I'm doing it for you. And you, and you, and you. That is, that was a joyful sacrifice for him. And when I, when I look and consider all that he has done, so now I begin to say, okay, how do I take what Jesus has done and apply it to me in my life? Because this is what I have to understand. Jesus came for one reason and one reason only. And that was to establish his kingdom. Because everything that was his was outside and he wanted to bring it in and say, this is my kingdom. Everything that he has done for us has been for the intent of his kingdom increasing. We are a part of his kingdom. Amen? And as a part of his kingdom, it's important for us to understand that there are certain kingdom principles that exist as far as being a part of that kingdom. Understanding that uh, when you go throughout the Bible, you see, you see uh, continuous examples of what Jesus how Jesus mentioned how his kingdom was to be established. One of the struggles, one of the struggles that the Jews had in receiving Jesus in his kingdom is they were looking for a physical manifestation. When he came and, and said, this is who I am, they were, they were unable to receive him. He came, and John said, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Why? Because they were, what they were looking for what they were looking for was something they could touch and touch, something they could feel, something that would bring them up from where they were, something that would put them in a better position than where they were. It's important for us to understand that as we are a part of this kingdom, we cannot be misconstrued or we can we cannot we cannot our our understanding of what the kingdom is. We have to be careful that it, that it is in the right place. I'm not in his kingdom so I can have a better job. I'm not in his kingdom for a bigger house. I'm not in his kingdom because I want my troubles to go away. I am not in his kingdom because I just want better. I'm in his kingdom because he loved me. In spite of. That's why I'm in his kingdom. I'm in his kingdom because he loved me and because he loved me in spite of. And a part of being in his kingdom tells me, tells me that being in his kingdom, although it means that there will be times where I will suffer more than I will reign. There, there are the, being in his kingdom throughout the word. You see where he told you that 
that if you are going to be a part of my kingdom, you will be persecuted. If they persecuted me, they will surely persecute you. No, 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 no servant is greater than his master. Huh? Is that what he said? No servant is greater. So, so I have to understand, I've got to have the right outlook and the right perception when it comes to operating within the kingdom of God. Amen. So, so to an extent, I've got to understand that the same sacrifice with joy that Jesus had, there is an expectation for me to have that same attitude. Amen. For me to have that same approach, for me to have that same willingness to put myself, to find myself in those places where I can be of service and of use to the kingdom. Because that's what he asks. That's what he, that's what he requires of us. So, so here in the book of Colossians, Paul says, for this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously. Verse 11, in that same verse in the King James says, Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering, with joyfulness. So, so through patience and long-suffering, we do that, and we do that with joy. That's, that's what he said in his word. And, and throughout this week, I've just been meditating on the fact. The critical thing is not that I'm patient and long-suffering. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. <laughs> the, the critical thing is the joy, joy part. Uh, I know I'm going to have to go through. Huh? I know I'm going to have to go through. The critical part is where is my heart and where is my mind? in the process of going through. What God is looking for is not the fact that I make it, but how was my attitude and how, where was my heart in the process of making it? What is what is available for him to use, what is good fruit for him to use, what is a witness of his kingdom is not me talking about how I made it, but where my mind and my heart was 
while I was making. Are you hearing? And saints of God, that 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 becomes that becomes a maturing point for us. What I can go through and still have joy. And there are, there are a couple of things, just a couple of things that I, that I want to point out. One of the first things in order for us to get to that place and to be useful in the kingdom is we have to be aware of our desire for selfishness. Oh, yeah, we're selfish. And by selfish, raise your hand. <laughs> now, if you didn't raise your hand, if you didn't raise your hand, I want to help you understand that although you didn't raise your hand, there is a degree of selfishness that you operate in. There are some things that I just won't do. Huh? There are some things that I just won't do. And I, I want to go all the way back to what I said before. That before we step out, we process. Is that right? Before we step out, we process. So when it comes to something that I say I just won't do, I'm not doing that because I've already processed what it takes for me to do it. Now, I want to challenge you this morning that before we process, we pray. Before I process, I pray and say, Lord, what is it that you want me to do in this situation? Because that requires, that, that then puts me in a place, in a position where I am open to hearing and receptive to what God wants to do in this situation. Now, selfishness requires, in, in, in Philippians chapter 2, Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Right? Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And, and in that he talks about he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. And Paul says even death on the cross. Why? Because that, can be, that was the most humiliating form of death that you could go through. Now Paul says let this mind be in you. So there's a, certain, there's a level of humility required for me, for me to give up my selfishness. And understand, it is, it is in our nature for us to do what's best for us. It is in our nature to do what we, we are always in protect mode. Huh? We are always in protect mode. Huh? If stranger danger. Huh? 
Uh, even adults, adults have stranger danger. Are you hearing me? Uh, it might not. It might not be a. Uh, it might not be a odd-looking man or woman is coming towards you. But oh yeah, we operate in stranger danger. Amen. Anytime we encounter a place or a situation that does not look a, a place of comfort for us, oh, stranger danger. The alarms are going off. It's time for me to get up out of here. Are you hearing me? And saints, a lot of times, a lot of times that limits our use when it comes to operating and functioning in the kingdom of God. If our alarm goes off every time things get touchy and we're turning the other way, how much use are we in the kingdom of God? And, and, and so the focus, the thing that I have to understand that G, in Jesus coming and establishing his kingdom, that was based on a sacrifice, based on a sacrifice of joy. So if that is the, if that is the, the foundation of where he is coming from, then at some point I've got to understand that that holds for me too. That holds for me too. And in order for me to accomplish that, the first thing I have to do is say, okay, I, I, I give him myself. That's why Paul said in Romans, I beseech you, brothers, by the, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living what? Sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, that perfect what? Will of God. There are some things that he wants to accomplish in us, but we have to be willing to present ourselves as a sacrifice that he can use, which means we shall find ourselves in moments and situations that are not of comfort. We'll find ourselves in situations where we have to experience things that we feel like we don't deserve. That's a big word right there, deserve. Uh, uh, have any of you all ever said that word before? I don't deserve this. Who determines what you deserve and what you deserve? And I think it's real interesting that we can say, I don't deserve this when you have a God Who has not given you what you have deserved? I, 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 mean, I, I, I struggle. I struggle with, with, with saying, I don't deserve this. But on the other side, God, I thank you for your grace and for your mercies. Huh, those two, those two just don't, they're not aligned together. No, 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 they're, they're not aligned. They're, they're not, that's two different schools of thought. For me to say, I don't deserve this, but then say, God, I thank you. For your grace and for No, something is off right there. No, instead of saying, I don't deserve this, God, what are you doing in the midst of this? God, I want to be sure that I am where you where you have planted me. I want to make sure that I am where I'm supposed to be because right now I am experiencing something 
that is indicative of what exists in the kingdom and what it means and what it, how it comes to expanding the kingdom. So I don't want to run from it, but I want to make sure it's you. I want to make sure that it's you that's got me where I am. Because if it's you that's where that's got me where I am, God, I trust in you. God, I trust in you, and I know that you have me taken care of. So at this point, I have got to empty myself of all selfishness and say, at this point, I can stand. At this point, I can stand. Say so, God, we go through too many things in our life that we turn our back on when God was intending to bring about expansion in his kingdom. Because, because we, we, are, we are consumed with ourselves and how we feel. But, but what, and, and, and so the thing is, everything that I believe God for, every good and perfect gift that comes from him, oh, I'm the head and not the tail. I am more than a conqueror. I'm blessed in my going and my coming. Uh, that's, what the, that's what the word says. And it's tied into his kingdom. Whose benchmark is sacrifice. Are you hearing me? And the thing, the thing is, when it comes to sacrifice, it takes that mind. I got to get my mind right. Right? I got to get my mind. I got I to gotta have the right attitude. And I got to have the right approach. Right? And that's important. And let me tell you something. You cannot do anything until you get your mind right. You can look at it all day. Until you are blue in the face. You can say all day, I'm going to do different. I'm going to make a change. But until you get your mind right, you're not going to move from where you are. My wife, we've been doing this program where we've been eating right. And it's so important. Now listen. You can say, you know, I'm 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 gonna eat right, but my mind ain't my mind ain't there. I, I gotta get my mind right. <laughs> Y'all ever heard somebody say that? Huh? I gotta get my mind right before I can do that. Yeah. But but you know what? It's true. It's true. That's why Paul said. Let this mind be in you. Because Jesus had his mind right. Huh? 
Jesus had his mind right. You know, and and, and the, the thing the thing is, you can't just have your mind right to start. You gotta have your mind right to continue and to persevere. I mean, we 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 do this thing where um, every once a week we can eat how we want to for one meal, and I um this past week y'all was a struggle for me. I started thinking about what I was gonna eat on Sunday night. <laughs> In my mind, I done been to a Brazilian steakhouse, a Chinese buffet, an Italian restaurant, a seafood restaurant. I done, I done, had, a, I done had a double half-pound burger. I done done all of that from Sunday to Saturday. I, I have. I, 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 I promise you. I, I did. And, and I, I don't know... I don't know what it was about this week. And last night, I was thinking about that. Where was my mind on this week? My mind was preoccupied. Huh? And and y'all listen. So we sat down at this restaurant last night, and my wife tells me, "I wish I had videoed you eating." <laughs> listen, it was not a marathon; it was a sprint. <laughs> and I won. <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? I think if I think it was a three eight forty. Yeah, those those sports fans. No, you know, you talk about a four two four four. That no, not this. I came out the gate hot, flames behind me. That plate better get out my way, cause if it's in my way when I get to that last bite, it's a done deal. <laughs> but I, I say that because I say that because. Listen, the attitude that we have is so important. The attitude that we have is so important. And, you know, we think, a lot, we think about a lot of things. We focus on a lot of things, but we don't focus on our attitude and where our mind is. This morning, God, I woke, Lord, help, Lord, help me. Help me make my, sure my attitude is right. Because I'm going to encounter some things along the day that not only are they going to test me, they are going to, and get this, this is why I say all this, they are going to challenge my willingness to sacrifice. Huh? Are you, they are going to challenge my willingness to sacrifice. And like God, what I don't want to do is be found not being useful in your kingdom. Right? So I don't want to be found not being useful in your kingdom. So now I need my attitude. I need to make sure it's in check. And that's something we almost need to do on a daily basis, sometimes an hourly basis. <laughs> now, because you have, you'll have those days. 
where things can come. But, but it's, it's important to remember why we're here. We're here for the expansion of the kingdom, right? So, so if I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that with that same mindset and attitude that Jesus had, I've got to constant, continually check myself, right? Huh? To make sure that my attitude are in check. I understand I'm here. Why, why are we here? We're here to sacrifice, right? We're here, we're here to sacrifice, which requires me to be in some situations that I might not necessarily be comfortable with. But for the sake of Christ, I'm willing to go through them. Second thing, remember I said two things. Second thing, now I'll be done. It's important for us to be good stewards over what we have. It's important for us not to be wasteful. Right? It's important for us not to be wasteful because, because I want to find myself in a place where I can be useful, where I can be useful for God. And all that, I've got to understand that, that God, has, God has provided for me. God will continue to provide for me. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and toil not. What's toil mean, work? Huh? They don't work, but they grow. They're provide. They're provided for. So God, God is our provider. He He is going to provide for us, and I have to trust and know that God is going to provide for us. Now, when it comes to me being a good steward, that means I have to be a steward, a good steward over what it is that He has given to me. Because I, if if I am wasteful when it comes to those things that He has given to me. You know, there's a shift that has taken place. And now, guess what? My prayer then becomes, God, do more. God, give me this. God, give me that. As opposed to to my prayer being, God, I'm available to you. Where, Where are you sending me? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And listen, it does not make sense for us to utilize all the resources that God has given us. Don't you know that God gives us, the resources God gives us are for the purpose and the intent of expanding the kingdom. Not for for us to consume, right? So so I, I, I need to find myself in a position where I'm the one who's being a blessing instead of needing a blessing. Right? God, instead of me needing a blessing, let me be in a position to be a blessing. Because now I'm available, right? Now I'm available for use in the kingdom. And the the thing is, when I've gotten to that point where now I'm available for use in the kingdom, then, then I'm more apt to find myself sacrificing when God wants me to sacrifice. Because now all of my focus and my intentions are in the correct place. It's no longer about me, but it's about, it is about what I can do 
to align myself to what God has said in his word about me and the kingdom. Because at the end of the day, I want to be fruitful. Isn't that what Paul said in the first chapter of Colossians? Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So as I desire to be fruitful, it it means that I have to be a good steward, take care of what it is that I have, right? And it's it's not about me and about what I want, but it's about where God is leading me and what he wants me to do, right? So the first thing, is to resist the desire to be selfish. And the second thing is to then be a steward over what God has given you. And that puts you in a position. It puts you in a position where you can be useful in the kingdom. Think about it. I said it earlier. This is a time of year where people's hearts are softened. They're happier. Right? Some are. But it is is a time of year when joy is in the air. What would the world be like if it just if it wasn't just for one month, but for one year. If the attitude and approach that we took at this time of year would carry throughout the entire year. I imagine things would be a lot different. It's all about our attitude and our perspective and our willingness to say, okay, God, what do you want from me? Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet. as we carry ourselves, as we continue throughout the remainder of the season. And just more important, practice being a blessing. Amen. Practice being a blessing. I firmly believe that daily, at some point during the course of our days, God gives us opportunities where we can show his kingdom to somebody. Let's introduce the kingdom of God to others, not in word, but in works. That's what they need to see. Because words are, as some words are sometimes meaningless. 
people say what they don't mean and, you know. But you can't deny actions. You can't deny expressions. What the world needs to see is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God that lives on us, that is built on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that is built on the joyful sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's what the world needs to see. So I just encourage us this morning that we put ourselves in that place where it's pleasing to God to see us emptying ourselves and being useful. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we bless you and thank you, God, for your word, for the power of your word. We thank you that your word goes forth and it does not return void, but accomplishes every task for which is sent. God, I pray for everyone who is under the sound of my voice and who is watching us, watching online, that in this season, God, that we don't forget that within the kingdom of God there are some things that you want to see accomplished so God we thank you Lord for every opportunity for every place for every situation that you are working out for our good and for the good of others and God let us be found in a place where we're useful to you that your glory might be revealed. The walls of your kingdom will be expanded. We bless you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We bless you, God. And for those of you, for those of us in here who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we want to give you the opportunity to make that choice, to make that decision, to come into the kingdom of God. When I promise, when I promise you life with riches, we're promising you eternal life. A life that will not end, but a life that you will spend eternally with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if you're in here and you don't know, this is your opportunity. And then if you're watching us online, you are not in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't know him as Lord and Savior. This is your opportunity. Amen. You can say this simple prayer with me. Father, I realize that I'm a sinner. That I cannot save myself. But God, this day, I repent of my sins. And I acknowledge that Jesus Christ was born and died for my sins. And today I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Amen. With my mouth I confess and with my heart I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. Therefore, I am saved. If you have prayed that prayer with me just now, 
Let us know. Contact information will be placed on, posted online. But please contact us and let us know. We'd love to support you and help you, help disciple you and see that you're on the right path. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, saints, God is good, isn't he? I pray that you were challenged and helped by the word on today. Um, I pray that this will be a week like no other for each and every one of us. It will be a week that we are more receptive to what the Spirit of God is saying. I pray that in the course of this week, God will continue to keep us covered that he will be that hedge of protection around us. I pray that our goings and our comings this week will be, shall be fruitful. I pray that on this week, on this week, we will have an opportunity to express, to show the kingdom of God in its purity. We thank God for keeping us in this time. In Jesus' name. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.